What's up, guys? All right, so we're going to do our uh, Friday recap, and this is also going to be episode two of Behind the Trades. And today we're going to be talking about the fear of missing out. And this is um, something that was really uh, impacting me this week. I was really dealing with this on several days, uh, both the fear of missing out on particular trades and then the frustration of having some miss, having missed some really good opportunities. All right, so um, I'm going to start by giving you a recap of the week. And uh, we'll start, I suppose, with the recap of today, the last day of the week. So I'm finishing today with $4,858.97, which means I'm now breaking over $40,000 in my small account. This is the account that I started on January 1st, just about a month ago, with $583. That's pretty crazy. I'm up over $75,000 this year, and uh, 40000 of that is in my small account. So uh, let's dive in here and talk about uh, the agenda for today, episode two. So we're going to go over the weekly stats. We're going to talk about the best trade of the week. And we're going to talk about the worst trade of the week. And you're going to find out that just like last week, my best trade and my worst trade were on the same stock. Last week was FFHL. This week is RGSE. And then we're going to talk about today's topic, which is the fear of missing out and uh, some of the psychological battles that we all have as traders. And then we're going to have a, a segment called Ask the Warrior, where you can ask me questions that you have. You can talk about the trades that you took this week, what went right, what went wrong, etc. Now, I'm excited to announce that um, on Monday we had our, um, our free chat day, and we had over 2,370 traders joining the chat room. Between uh, the main chat room and our free chat room, it was the biggest free chat day uh, that we've ever had, and it was fantastic. You can see uh, this is a login map of where traders were logging in, uh, logging in from all around the world, uh, Hawaii, Alaska, South America, Africa. Lots of traders in Europe, lots of traders on the East Coast, lots of traders in China and uh, you know Asia, Asian countries, and of course some traders in Australia and New Zealand as well. Now on uh, Monday, this coming Monday, we're going to host a follow-up free chat Monday uh, for anyone that missed um, the the free chat day on uh, Monday of this week. All right, guys. So uh, mark your calendars. You'll be able to log into the chat room uh, by 9 a.m. on Monday morning. All right, now let's talk about the weekly stats. So the total weekly gains in my small account, $26,000. Crazy, just crazy. $26,337.90. Uh, really blew it out of the water. Last week, uh, my total weekly gains were right around 5500 So I really um, took a big leap forward. Last week, I ended uh, the week with 14000 $587 in my account. This week I'm ending with $40,861 in my account. That means I'm up 7,008% uh, this year for 2017 versus my starting balance, which is, uh, you know, obviously pretty ridiculous, but I had to be really aggressive to get there. And, I'll, you know, I'll talk about the trades I had this week. This was a wild week. This was the craziest week I've ever had as a trader. I made 16000 on Monday. I lost 13,000 on Tuesday. I made 6,000 on Wednesday, 22,000 on Thursday. And today I was up 11,000 and then I lost uh, 7,000 and now I'm up I made a little back and I'm up 4,800. So some real extremes, right? Some real whipsaws. And 
You know, it's the result of being really aggressive. I've wanted to grow this account as quickly as I could, and I've had to take more risks than I might ordinarily take, and that's resulted in these whipsaws. So accuracy this week, 91.67%, 12 trades and 11 winners. Now, unfortunately, the one loss I had was over $5,000, and it was a 75 cent loss on 7,500 shares. So my profit loss ratio this week is 0.46 to 1, which is a negative profit loss ratio. It's not one to one, which means based on that profit loss ratio, when you risk, uh, you know, let's say you risk $2 to make a, a dollar, you need to be right 66% of the time just to break even. So, you know, with these types of statistics, I really need to have very high accuracy. And I had that this week, but ultimately I need to learn, um, you know, from the lesson and that loss this week and not allow that to happen again. All right, so uh, that's kind of the, the big picture breakdown. I did this week trade in both my small account and my big account. And as a result, uh, my total profits on the week are $37,000, which is uh, the best week that I've ever had. So, uh, and last week was a fantastic week as well. So, you know, we're just seeing some really awesome opportunities in the market. And that's all it is. We're just seeing really great opportunities. And I'm in a position where I'm able to capitalize on them and be aggressive. Now, part of the reason I made so much money yesterday was because of the fact that I had taken a big loss earlier in the week and I was getting aggressive. I was compensating for that loss uh, by being more aggressive and taking more risk. And that can be really dangerous. So we're going to talk about that uh, in a moment when we talk about the fear of missing out. But let's first talk about uh, the best trade of the week, the highlight of the week, RGSE, $7,546. This was the one that um, really just got me going. I mean, this was Monday morning. I made 7,500 in this account. I made, I think it was 8,500 in my other account, which gave me $16,000 in total profits. So this was a huge day. Now, the entry uh, was really pretty simple. I got in this at 450 uh, with 6,200 shares, and it was based on a break of the half dollar. Now, why did I get into RGSE? I got into RGSC because it was a former runner. It was a stock that has a, a history of making big moves. And last year, we had a day where it went from $2 to $8. So knowing that it's the type of stock that can make really big moves, I was especially aggressive on it. I was As soon as I saw it, I was like, I need to jump in this, and I'm going to ride this momentum as long as I can. I got in at $4.50, and it spiked up to just under $6 per share, which... You know, it was a really, obviously a really good move. Now, I sold partial at 550, and then we dipped down just for a second. You can see here on the chart, we had this green candle, we dipped down, and then we popped back up, and as we broke this level here, over 550, six dollars, or 550, 560, that's when I added back, added back 4,000 shares, and we got that spike. Now, that spike was not sustained. It squeezed up, and then it rolled over, but it was enough for me to be able to book a profit on it. All right, so that was the best trade. This was a stock that was uh, in play the day before. Uh, now, when you look at the daily chart here, uh, this was the day before, this doji candle. And so when I was looking at this day here, this was Monday, I was like, okay, this is the first day that it's going to make a new high. And that's a pretty big deal. It's a reversal on the daily chart. The last time we had a reversal on the daily chart is when we went from $2 to $8 per share. That was, I think, in the fall. 
So I was like, okay, history might repeat itself. It's a former runner. It's making the first day to make a new high. We've got potential. And when I saw it here out of the gate, squeeze from 378 up to 4, and of course it hits the high day scanners, 435, I was like, yep, this is it. I got to jump in. I see the symbol, and right away I recognize it. And that's kind of my process. When I see a stock hitting the high day scanner, uh, it, the scanners are color-coded. So yellow is massive volume and low float. These are typically stocks that uh, if they have a lot of volume and there's a good reason for it, they can make huge moves. And I'll show you some other examples of that uh, later on. But uh, as soon as I saw this, I was like, okay, RGSC, I'm familiar with the stock. It's a former runner, history of making a big move. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to get aggressive on it. I jumped in 450, 6,200 shares, rode the momentum up $7,546. Now, last time RGSC made this kind of big move, uh, it did something interesting. It had a big move, and then day two was the day it exploded. And that's what I was kind of thinking might happen um, on day two. Day two is right here where it ended up being red the entire day. Well, my worst trade of the week was also RGSC. I'm going to move my um, iPhone here just for one second. So my worst trade of the week, RGSE, right? Same stock that I had such a great win on on Monday. I jumped back in on Tuesday, and I really got um, destroyed on it. It was a horrible trade. Between my small account and my big account, I lost $13,000. So this was obviously um, something that we talked about quite a bit in the chat room. So what went wrong here? Well, I got in this... Um, Basically, I was chasing the proper entry. The proper entry on this was at $6. And you can see right here, $6, um, the, you know, the first five-minute candle to make a new high right in this area. That was the proper entry with a stop at $5.90. And I prepared my order to get in at $6. I pressed the buy button to buy 6,000 6, shares. I think it was 6,000 or maybe 7,500. And I only filled 200 shares of the order. 200 shares is extremely frustrating because it immediately popped up to 650 and I knew if I'd had that full order of 7,500 shares, I'd be up three grand. Unfortunately, I only had 200 shares, so I was only up 100 bucks. But I thought, okay, last time this stock made that follow-through move, it ran you know, from $2 to $8. And today is the same pattern on the daily chart. So I, I think that that's what's going to happen. So I said, you know what? Forget it. That's fine. I'll just buy this at 650. So I bought 7,500 shares at 650 for the half dollar break. Kind of similar to what I did the day before, buying at the half dollar. Well, in this case, uh, we didn't get follow through. It immediately dropped down to 630, and then it dropped down to six dollars, and then I stopped out at 575, and I lost 25% uh, of my account in just one trade. And that right there exemplifies uh, you know, the, the risk when you trade with large size and when you use margin that you, know, you can have these really big drawdowns that really screw up um, you know, your, uh, your account. And that's, that's basically what happened. You know, I had this really big drawdown and it was, um, it was very frustrating. I was really, you know, that whole day I was kind of moping around because losing $13,000 in a single day, having just had you know, the best day in such a long time, making 16000 on Monday, and then to lose 13000 I felt like I just was so upset with myself. You know, I'd gone from my account going from 
like 14,000 up to 22,000. And now we were going to drop back down to like 16,000. And it just felt like obviously a big, a big step back. And it was, uh, you know, fairly demoralizing. Now on this trade on RGSE, I know that I made a mistake. And the mistake was that I chased the proper entry. It was extended at 650 and I got in there and it rolled over. Now this is a stock that you know, it was already fairly extended because of the previous move the day before. Yes, it was on the gap scanner. It had some volume, but my entry at 650 was 50 cents too high. With my entry at six, stopping out at 575 made sense. But when you're in at 650, 575 is now that much further away. So I chased it, and that was the big, the big mistake there. Now. Just today, we saw this stock MYOS, and it ran from $3 all the way up to 5 a two-point run. And on this one, I said, guys, I need to wait for a five-minute setup. I can't chase it. I can't. I need to get that clean five-minute setup. And you know what? We never got it. It never happened. It just went parabolic. And although even right now, it's sort of consolidating and giving us a five-minute setup, the problem is this stock went from zero you know, to up 80% in... 30 minutes. And when they go that extreme, that quickly, they don't usually give you a nice, clean, gradual pullback. They go up and then they come back down. And unfortunately, on this one, I missed my opportunity. Now, the interesting thing here with MYOS is that I could have gotten away with chasing it. If I had chased this stock, I would have done okay, right? So sometimes you will get away with chasing and other times you will get stopped out and you know, you'll, you'll lose money, like what happened on RGSE. So how do you know when you should chase and when you shouldn't chase? Well, for me, I, I obviously need to be a little bit more mindful about my share size when I decide that I'm going to chase a stock. If I'm making the conscientious decision that this is extended, but I'm going to buy it anyways, I should be reducing my share size. That's number one. Uh, number two, stocks that are more likely to give us a big breakout uh, on a one-minute setup or that are worth chasing are stocks that have a really strong daily chart. MYOS has a very strong daily chart today, uh, much stronger than RGSE. So that's in its favor. And number two, it's just right now starting to squeeze. It hasn't been moving all day long. It hasn't been, um, you know, it hasn't, it's not well into the run. It's, it's at the very beginning of the squeeze and traders are just starting to see it and just starting really to jump into the trade. So we're still very much, um, it's still a very fresh momentum stock. Whereas RGSC on the second day was a bit more played out. And I think traders had already, you know, kind of uh, had their fun with it and were either short biased or just no longer interested because we simply didn't see the follow through that I was expecting. Uh, now, the interesting thing this week, and of course on my biggest day where I made $22,000, I traded four stocks that day. And three out of the four uh, ran 50 to 100%. And the fourth one ran maybe 40% and then it, it rolled over completely. And you never really know which, which of these stocks hitting the scanners are going to make that huge move. Which one is going to go from 280 to $5 and which one's going to go to 305 and then drop all the way back down to 250 so with that in mind, you always have to set your stops. You have to set tight stops and know your max loss on every trade. And you don't want to allow a single trade potentially to blow up your account. 
And although losing 25% um, was not blowing up my account, it certainly was a, a very big drawdown and I wasn't, um, not something that I was planning on or that I was happy um, that I had to experience. All right, guys, so the topic of today, and this is very topical to my trades this week, uh, is the fear of missing out. Obviously, it's been a really wild week for me. Um, and this week, with the huge wins, now the huge win on Monday wasn't a result of fear of missing out. That was just, I got aggressive, I was in the right place at the right time, the strategy worked, and it paid off big time. Now, I've been trading with larger share size um, this year, and I've also been trading with larger share size because I've been trading in two accounts. So in some, some of these positions, I've almost been doubling my risk because I have 10,000 shares here and 10,000 there. So when it works, it works well. Obviously, when it doesn't work, uh, you lose $13,000. But on Monday, everything connected, and I was able to capitalize. But my best day of the year was uh, quickly followed by my worst day of the year, losing 13000 And that type of loss uh, can really start to trigger these emotions. So the fear of missing out, it's a phrase that really embodies both the fear and the greed, which are the two emotions that uh, drive the stock market, right? The fear of missing a big winner, combined with the greed and the jealousy of knowing that others are hitting that trade and that you should be getting a piece of it too. So it's, you know, that, that fear of missing out, it can really manifest in uh, a number of different ways. And this week, it hit me really badly um, on RGSE, you know, as, as you guys already know, and as I've already mentioned. Uh, but at the same time, that emotion carried me through the week and led to my biggest day and has led to me making $37,000 this week. Um, so it's to say that this emotion is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just one that you have to be able to come to terms with and really um, understand and have a sense of awareness for. All right. Now, fear and greed, specifically the fear of missing out, these are emotional responses to a trigger. And that trigger can be any one of the following. Number one, you see a stock suddenly make a big move and you completely miss it. Maybe you weren't trading that day. Maybe you were, um, you know, you weren't even watching that stock. But for whatever reason, a stock has made a huge move and you missed it. Trigger number two, you are watching a stock. You tried to get in, but your order didn't fill. And what should have been a huge trade ended up being nothing at all. Or number three. You see somebody on Facebook, Twitter, or even in our chat room bragging about big profits and you feel like you missed that opportunity, uh, you know, you missed the trade and now you're on the wrong side or you're break even or you're, uh, you're at a loss. Or number four, you're in the chat room, let's say you're in our chat room or any chat room and you hear me take a trade, but because you weren't prepared for an entry, you end up missing that opportunity completely and then you feel frustrated, and you've got that fear of missing out, that you just missed out on something. So these are a few of the triggers uh, you know, that I've experienced over the years uh, as a trader. So how do you respond to those triggers? How do you respond to a trigger in general? Now, the common reaction, when you feel like you have a fear of missing a trade, the common reaction is simply to do everything you can to alleviate that fear. And how do you alleviate that kind of fear? you press the buy button, you get in. You no longer have the fear of missing out once you press the buy button and once you're in the trade, right? 
Or what might happen is the next stock that shows even the slightest bit of potential, you jump into it and you, barely without even thinking, you just jump right in uh, and, and try to capitalize on that opportunity. All right. So here's the problem. When you do that, you really aren't thinking about risk when you take that trade. When you start impulsively jumping into the next trade, you're not thinking about risk. All you're thinking about is profit, profit potential, and it's the greed. Now, that's kind of uh, what happened to me. I know this. You know, this is what happened to me on Tuesday when I, uh, when I bought RGSC at 650. You know, I was in that uh, same kind of fearful state of having just missed a big trade, feeling frustrated that I didn't get filled. And I said to myself, this thing's going to go straight to seven, maybe eight. So you know what? Why not just jump in? I don't want to miss it. And so I jumped in. 7,500 shares at 650. And I was instantly down 25 cents on 7,500 shares. And I was looking at a $1,500 loss. And at that point, that's when, you know, the fear kind of kicked in. Instead of selling when I was down, you know, selling when I was down 25 cents, um, I was feeling afraid. I was feeling afraid of taking my first big loss in the small account. I was afraid of, uh, you know, what people might say about me, what people in the chat room would think, um, you know, if I would be able to bounce back quickly. And I really wanted to not make that loss real. And so to not make that loss real, the easiest thing to do was to keep holding it. And that fear compounded itself. I kept holding. Instead of selling, I held. And next thing I know, I'm down 50 cents. And of course, the fear intensified because now I know I'm really making a big mistake. And the embarrassment is going to be even worse when I have to explain why I held the stock down, you know, 50 cents. And at that point, I realized that I needed to try to minimize the loss as much as I could. And so I decided, well, I need to get out of this stock. I am going to take a loss, but I'm going to try to wait for the first candle to make a new high. And unfortunately, we broke below $6, dropped immediately down to $5.75, and I said, I got to sell this. I overcame my fear, and I made the loss real. I said, you know what? Just take the loss. It's not that bad. You'll bounce back from it. Uh, and you know, I, I knew that I couldn't allow this stock to blow up my account. So I pressed the sell button and, and lost $5,500. Now, the stock ended up dropping two more points from $550 down to $450 and down to $350. If I had held it stubbornly, just held and held and held, I could have lost over $20,000 and I could have totally erased uh, my entire account. Everything I've made from January 1st until then, I could have given back. Now, everything that I just talked about uh, occurred in a period of about two minutes. I got in right out of the gates. As soon as the market opened, it popped in that one-minute candle from $6 to $6.50. I got in at $6.50, and in the next one-minute candle, it dropped down to $6.25 to $6 for $5.75, and then to $5.50, and, to, and then down to $4, the $4.80s. It dropped very, very quickly. So you can see how, in, as an active trader, as a day trader, we have a very... Um, really a very uh, short period of time to make quick decisions. And these decisions can be um, extremely um, you know, important in whether or not we make 10,000 or we lose 10,000. Uh, I'm glad that I was able to overcome that fear, but that fear allowed me to hold the stock a little too long. The fear of missing out is what got me into the trade. The fear of missing out is also sort of a we call it the fear of missing out, but it's really driven by, by greed. 
but the fear of missing out uh, was what caused me to chase the trade. And then the fear of making a loss real by pressing the sell button uh, encouraged me to uh, hold it a bit longer. The fear of loss, right, as Dave says in the chat room. I, after I had the fear of missing out, I had a fear of loss. I didn't want to take the loss. I didn't want to make the loss real. And so I held uh, way too long. Now, I always talk about breakout or bailout. If you get into a trade and it doesn't work immediately, bail out. And I certainly had the opportunity to sell when I was down only 20 cents. But with 7,500 shares, that would have been a pretty big loss. And I was afraid of taking that loss. All right. So, you know, you can see how quickly all these thoughts had to run through my mind in a period of, you know, 120 seconds. I had to make a decision. And that decision potentially could have ruined my account if I decided to keep holding it or, um, you know, minimized the loss. So I ended the morning uh, down $7,500 or $5,500 in my small account, 75 in my big account, uh, down 13,000 on the on the day, and I felt embarrassed. I felt frustrated. I felt defeated. Obviously, I'm doing this all in a very public way, uh, and I I knew that that would be something I would be challenged by during this uh, small account challenge. That I'm not doing this, you know, f to just challenge myself. I'm doing this to show you guys that it's possible. And that means when I have good days, I've got lots of people celebrating with me. But when I have bad days, I have people saying that, um, you know, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? And even on my good days, I have people, you know, criticizing me as well. You know, I, I had someone say yesterday that um, if you took, if I took away the trade ideas scanner, I'd be nothing. And, <laughs> you know, I was like, well, I mean, I guess the trade ideas scanner is a pretty important tool. So um, I'd have to go back to basics. You know, if you took a chainsaw away from a lumberjack, he, he'd kind of be nothing. I mean, he could use the old-fashioned method of, you know, using a saw, you know, bow saw or whatever it is. But, um, you know, you're always always going to be haters, especially when you do something like this that's very public. So um, in any case, I've seen many, many traders uh, run into uh, the struggle of revenge trading. And on Tuesday, after I took that big loss... I did not continue to trade. I said, that's it. I just totally blew up my max loss. My max loss is only supposed to only be $1,000, and I just blew way past it. I'm done for the day. I'm not going to keep trading. There's no way I'm going to recover this in one day. I just got to throw in the towel. And that's what I did. Now, when I did my video about being in Las Vegas on uh, the racetrack, uh, one of the things that I uh, mentioned is the fact that when you're driving a race car, if you crash that car, if you're going way too fast and you screw up and you crash that car, uh, the car is damaged and you know it needs to go into the shop for repairs. And during that time when it's being repaired, you have um, the opportunity, and re really it is an opportunity, to reflect on what went wrong. Traders don't have that same, um, that same opportunity, really, because as soon as you take a loss, you can jump right back in and keep trading. And I could have kept trading all the way to 4 p.m. And you know what? I've done that in the past. That's called revenge trading, when you're trying to get back uh, what you lost. So I fought the desire to do that on Tuesday. And I said, I just got to walk away. I'm done for the day. I made 16000 on Monday, lost 13000 today. I'm still up 3000 on the week. Uh, let's just be happy with that and, and take a break. So uh, the thing is, on Wednesday morning, as I was sitting down by my computer, I couldn't help but think I would like to um, make back everything I lost yesterday. 
Sure, who wouldn't, right? I'd like to make $13,000 today. I'd like to get my account up to $25,000, my small account. And I had, um, I just felt so frustrated because I was really celebrating and really excited on Monday. And then that was followed by being really uh, bummed out on Tuesday. So on Wednesday, I wanted to make it back. But at the same time, uh, I knew that I couldn't force trades. And in the past, when I've had that desire to get back up on the horse and just, you know, really get back in the game, I have uh, done some stupid things. Like just anytime I see a stock spiking up, buy 15,000 shares. I only need 30 cents. It's 4,500 bucks. Do that three times and I'm back. And you can't do that. You know, that doing that is how you lose 30 cents four times in a row and you lose an extra $12,000 because you're being emotional. You've thrown risk management out the window. You're not focusing on good quality setups. You're trading impulsively, right? Now, what I decided to do on Wednesday is I said, okay, Ross, look, here's the deal. Obviously, you want to try to make back the money. That's an, that's an emotion that you feel right now. I understand that, um, you know. Of course, this is me talking to myself. Of course, I understand what uh, what I'm saying. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying, Ross. That's, you know, you're dead on. You want to make your money back. We're going to make it happen. But don't forget, only trade A-quality setups. You know, don't be aggressive on anything if it's not A-quality. And if it's not A-quality, don't trade. And so that was my mentality coming into uh, into Wednesday morning which was also the 1st of February. Now, for those that don't know, I have a history of losing a lot of money at the beginning of the month. And that his that is also an emotional uh, behavior because I want so badly not to have a losing month that I'm kind of desperately looking for a winning trade. And when you're looking desperately, you lower the quality standard of a trade that you're willing to take. And so in the past, I've had this history of losing a lot of money at the beginning of the month. And I was very much aware of that when I was thinking about being aggressive on, you know, Wednesday, February 1st, that this is the beginning of the month. This is really not looking good. What if you made $40,000 last month and here on the first day of the month, you lose another 10 grand. You're going to start the month in the hole. So don't do that. Just start slow and steady. And so my approach on Monday was that uh, if I saw a good setup, I would be aggressive. And I saw, I took three trades, HMNY, PULM, and ETRM. And I made, um, let's see, on Monday, I, or on Wednesday, I made back about $6,800. $6, I was aggressive. I uh, took big share size, but I only did it on A-quality setups. So what I was able to do was I was able to harness that emotion into a positive way, right? And that, that's where the sense of mindfulness, that presence of mind really paid off. So I knew that taking two to 3,000 shares would not get me back to where I was before I had the loss and that I would need to take six to 10,000 shares. But again, I knew that would lead to deeper drawdowns if I was wrong. And that's why I needed to be so smart about what I was willing to trade. Uh, now, uh, you know, that, so I ended up having a little bit of a rebound day. And I was like, you know, I made $4,500 in my small account, uh, $2,200 in my big account, you know, not bad. $6,000 is a great day, but of course, here's me saying, oh, it's not bad. I mean, I don't, it's not great. It's still red versus yesterday, but, you know, uh, whatever. I guess it's okay. And so I'm still kind of moping around. And then I come back on Thursday morning with the same kind of uh, mentality that, okay, you're back up to $20,000. You're only 5000 away from that first target of twenty five grand. You can do it. Just one trade, you're going to get back 
get it back on the horse. And if you think about my PL, uh, let's see, Monday was a big step forward. Tuesday was a drawdown. Monday was a little bit of a move back up. Do you see the bull flag forming? And then Thursday was the break through the high as I squeezed back up through high a day. And now today was a little bit of continuation. So uh, on Thursday, and I also want to preface this by saying that um, I have been struggling with the fear of missing out ever since I was away in November when DRYS ran to $100. On that day, I was checking my phone while I was in meetings and I was getting more and more frustrated and upset. I was getting like just so aggravated that I was missing the biggest opportunity that I'd ever seen in the market. I've never seen a stock go um, you know, from $2 all the way up to 100 Just had never seen that before. And of course, I was out of the office that day and I wasn't able to trade it. So I've kind of been carrying that frustration, that baggage for a long time. And anytime I see a stock starting to move up, whether it's um, GLBS or it's uh, ETRM or IDXG or MYOS, HMNY, RGSE, I see it and I'm like, I need to jump on this. I cannot be the guy that misses another big move. And so I've been jumping on these with more size. I've also realized that because my metrics are good, because I have a good profit loss ratio and I have good accuracy, the only difference between me making 20,000 in a month and making 40,000 is share size. If I increase my share size, I'll make more money. And that's why I made 40,000 last month and I've, I'm up $37,000 this week. So $37,000 on the month of February so far and it's February 3rd. Now, this now let's let's bring back to or come back to Thursday morning. So Thursday morning, um, you know, I, I recognized that on Wednesday I had kind of mismanaged my trade on PULM because it ended up actually going parabolic. It made a really big move, and so I noticed that the market right now is extremely strong. We're seeing some really good opportunities. HMNY, PULM. Um, let's see, what was the other one? ETRM. And so on Tuesday morning, uh, the first trade or Thursday morning, the first trade I took was PULM. I jumped in 7,500 shares, made 10 cents, seven, 750 bucks, 800 bucks. I was like, all right, that's good. Again, a lot of people would be totally happy with that. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm, you know, 20% of the way to the goal, $5,000. And so I look for the next trade and I see BNTC hitting the high a day scanner. And I look at that and I say, that stock is a former runner with a history of making big moves. I look at it, I jump in, I get in uh, 6,000 shares at 255, it pops up to $3, I'm up $2,700. I end up making about, I think 4,000, around $4,500 on that stock that day. Uh, trading the first pullback and then the second pullback. So BNTC, it popped up and it surged. And if I back out of this um, just for a second, I'll just back out of this um, webinar or this um, slide that I'm running here for you guys, uh, just to show you the BNTC chart, um, because it was really a beautiful chart. This is the type of thing that we love to see as traders. Um, the move from $2 up to $3, pullback from three up to 4.33, second pullback. These circled areas, these are the safe opportunities to get in these types of names. I'll show you guys who are watching on screen or on Facebook Live. Super, super clean. And I realized, okay, clearly 
there is some strength in the market today. So we had BNTC, and then we had, of course, PULM, some good trades on that. Uh, this was today, go back to uh, yesterday, PULM from $4 to 7 and we had NAKD, which parabolic from a low yesterday of $1.20 up to a high today of over $4.50, totally parabolic. And by scalping these opportunities, getting in, booking the profit, the first one-minute pullback, the first five-minute pullback, uh, yesterday or you know I, I, yesterday Thursday I was able to have uh, the biggest day I've ever had twenty-two thousand dollars in total profits but I came into the day feeling a little bit emotional and and I was being a little bit aggressive right now this was again because I had just had this big loss so the interesting thing is that I would not have made twenty two thousand dollars yesterday I, I guarantee you I wouldn't have made that much money if I hadn't lost 13000 on on Tuesday. Losing that money on Tuesday is what, um, you know, is, is really what triggered that kind of emotional response to get more aggressive. The good news is that I have um, the educated intuition, which is the result of years of trading, to channel that emotion, to harness that emotion to help me be a better trader. So a lot of traders will say that, uh, you should bot, you know, but well, this is, no one should really say this, but you should bottle up your emotions. You know, you, you got to be like a machine, and I try to be that way sometimes. Like, just be a machine. Don't let this get you rattled. Don't get frustrated. Don't get emotional. You know, next thing I know, I'm wallowing around all afternoon. Oh, I lost thirteen thousand dollars. I was watching this um, this movie. It was like a Louis. It's I think Louis the Fourteenth on um, Netflix, and they show this woman who's you know in labor or no she's got poisoned and she's laying there on the bed she's dying and i'm like she's having a better day than me look at you know shoot i i feel like i'm in the same boat as her you know we're both just this is the worst i'm this is no fun and this is this is the struggle with trading that as much as you try to uh, not allow it to get to you you just can't help it and on tuesday of course you know when you have these extremes in the pnl i was just feeling really bummed out uh, of course, you know, yesterday I was like, wow, that was, uh, yesterday I was almost like, that's crazy. I can't even, I never thought I'd have a day where I make $22,000. So I kind of was just like, I don't think I was like celebrating. I was just sort of like, that was, that was nuts. And, you know, what a fantastic day. And now here we are on Friday, and I had said I would not trade on Friday. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to trade on Friday. Um, I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to wire out all my money from SureTrader and go put it into my SpeedTrader account. I'll start Monday on a clean slate. Uh, I called SpeedTrader this morning. They said my account won't be ready Monday. Um, they've got to do some more paperwork. So I was like, oh, well, in that case, I guess I might as well trade in SureTrader today. But then I was starting to feel like maybe I jinxed myself. So I put on my lucky sweatshirt and I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to trade this. And I took two trades and I made 4,800 bucks. So now I'm up 40, over $40,000 in the small account. Um, and today in my big account, I made $8,000 on DFFN. I took 15,000 shares and I made 50 cents. And I was like, that's, that was good. I'm going to buy the first pullback. I bought the first pullback with 16,000 shares and I was up $4,000 on it, and um, it turned around. It dropped, and I ended up losing $8,000. I, I lost everything I made. So in my big, in my big account, I'm, up, uh, I'm actually down $86, and 
this is again me um, finishing the week with it's it's like it's almost like I win the race and after I cross the line I fall off my bike and like scrape my knees because it just it makes it impossible to enjoy the victory and this is this happened yesterday too I made twenty two thousand dollars but my last trade of the day I lost seven hundred fifty so I have this sort of um, I don't know what it is, but I keep doing it. And the good news is that, in the sense, it, it I think keeps me kind of grounded. It reminds me at the very end of a good day that um, you can just quickly give back money as you make money. Uh, this week in total, I have lost, uh, it's really pretty crazy, but I've, lost, I've had over $20,000 in losses this week. Despite being up $37,000, i have had $20,000 in losses. I, that means this would be a $57,000 week if I didn't have any losses. But again, that's not reality. And I wouldn't have had the um, aggression. You know, if I hadn't gotten knocked down, exactly, I wouldn't be so hungry to bounce back. And I would have been probably content just to do 2000 a day, 3000 a day, maybe 4000 on a good day. I wouldn't have pushed it so hard. And pushing it is what, you know, propelled me up to this level. All right. So um, here's the thing. When you guys feel that sense of fear, you know, the fear that you're missing out on a trade, you see that trigger. You need to train yourself to have the presence of mind, to have them to be mindful enough to realize that you're experiencing that emotion. And now, the next first step is 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 tracking that you're having this emotion. I I'm feeling and you can say it out loud. It seems silly, but I do it a lot. You know, I'm feeling angry. You know, I get a flat tire. I'm feeling angry right now. It's like I, ha I say the emotion, but because I say it, I now am having the presence of mind that I'm angry. And there are times in my personal life where I'm, I'm having a, just not a good day. And I'm like, I'm feeling agitated. So th this person around me is maybe getting on my nerves, you know, more than um, I should let it. And let's just keep this perspective, I'm a little agitated, I'm not going to take it out on them. So interestingly, trading has made me more mindful of how I can act when I feel uh, emotional, you know, wh whether it's happy, sad, you know, frustrated or whatever. So the fear of missing out is an emotional response, but it's not a bad one. It's only a bad one if you allow it to overtake your rational mind and, and common sense. So for me, um, I was able to use the fear of missing out this week, and I was able to use fear, in a, in a sense, to drive me. I was able to use it almost as the carrot in front of the, the rabbit to, to really encourage me uh, to push harder, to dig deeper, and then produce the best month or the best, the best week that I've ever had. And this you know, may end up being one of the best months I've ever had, depending on how the rest of the month goes. If you can improve your sense of awareness and harness FOMO, the fear of missing out, uh, you can improve your trading. So this no longer has to be a bad word, right? And, and that's that's the big thing that I want you to take away from this. Uh, over my years of trading, uh, it took me a long time to make these kind of realizations. And I hope that you guys are able to um, learn from what I'm saying and not have to learn by experiencing this. And I'm one of those people, this is something I was saying to a student yesterday. Um, I was on the phone, and he, you know, he was saying that I like to do things on my own. And I said, well, you know what? So do I. 
that's that that's what most day traders are like. We want to do things on our own. And this is the inherent conflict with um, trying to provide education for day traders. I'm trying to provide education to a group of people who desperately want to be independent. I wanted to be independent. I didn't want, uh, you know, I didn't want a regular job. I didn't want to keep doing that. I wanted to be on my own. And that same, um, you know, just sort of personality trait is why I didn't seek out education when I started trading. I was like, no, I'm going to do this on my own. I can figure it out. Right. I want to be independent. But here's the thing. I've gone through all of this. You know, I went through all of these struggles. I can help you avoid some of the trial and error uh, that I had to go through. So even if you're in our chat room, you're, you know, you're part of the community, maybe you're not in the classes yet, you haven't joined them, just by being part of this community, you're surrounded by traders who are going through some of these same experiences. You know, the fear of missing out, emotional trading, someone who says, well, you know, I bought MYOS at the high a day, you know, two weeks ago and I'm still holding it. You know, we some of us have to learn by experience. We have to, you know, fall off the bike a couple of times before we really get it. Uh, but my hope is that by us talking about these things, it will at least help you process these, um, you know, these kind of experiences in your journey to becoming a trader. Because uh, these are things that we all struggle with and will all struggle with at one time or another. All right. So, uh, you know, this is the thing. I used to think that you have to not trade uh, from a place of fear at all. You have to just totally put that aside. But what I realized was that that's almost impossible. It's, it's very, very difficult to, to not be emotional, to not have emotions. And so, you know, you look at any trader, you know, traders on, um, you know, a hedge fund, a trading desk, they're not going to say that they don't have emotions, that they don't get angry, that they don't get frustrated. It's not about not having emotions. It's not about not being afraid. It's about facing that fear. Uh, and it's real fear, facing that fear with the bravery to not give into it, right? Or to be even better, be able to channel it and harness it. So you're harnessing that emotion to help you be a better trader and, and maybe even a better person. And uh, this obviously has been a fantastic week. I'm hoping that um, the month of February, uh, the, these first three days are a sign of a fantastic week to come and month to come. Uh, we'll see. You know, I, I, um, I really don't know, but the market has been exceptionally strong. We've got several stocks almost every single day going up over 100%. MYOS is up 99% right now uh, on 11 million shares of volume. So there are lots of opportunities every single day. And my job, uh, you know, is to find those opportunities, to point out what I consider to be some of the best entries and uh, to trade my strategy. And that's what I've been doing and that's what I'll continue to do. I'm, I'm thinking that this is going to be a pretty strong month. I know that there's hot streaks. And when we have those hot streaks, that's when you have to be aggressive. You have to capitalize. And this is a week where I'm making $37,000. If I have a week uh, later in the month where I'm break even, it doesn't matter because this week is going to tide me over. Now, just to step back a little bit, last year I had, um, I didn't start off nearly as well as I've started this year. I started with uh, about 11,000 in January and then only 5,000 uh, in February and, and 7,000 in March. During February and March and into April of last year, I was doing my small account challenge at SureTrader. And although at the time I was proud that I took $1,000 and turned it into $8,600, I now look at that as being 
totally pathetic. I mean, you know, look at me now, 500 to 40,000 in uh, 23 trading days. So I've really won up to myself and um, I don't think I'm even going to dare do this challenge again next year because I don't know that it would be even possible that I could top this return. But what I am going to do is keep trading. I'm now 40% of the way to $100,000. $100,000 is my first is well, I guess is my next target now. 50,000 is going to be a nice milestone. So put a milestone at 50,000, another one at 75,000, and the last one at 100 grand. That was my goal for all of 2017, to turn $583 into $100,000. I'm 40% of the way there on February 3rd. So things are looking good, but you know, I'm not going to put the um, the carriage ahead of the horse. You know, I'll take it slow, uh, be aggressive when the trading is good, step back, ease off the throttle when it starts to slow down, and make sure that I'm uh, trading in a smart way. And I know that I got a little aggressive this week, and I want to try to taper that back a little bit. I think now that I've gotten such a big cushion on this account, I can kind of, you know, some big swings on the way up. But now that I've really built myself up, I can kind of just get into the grind. And if I can grind on $4,000 a day, I mean, that is a million dollars in one year. And I don't expect to be able to make that amount of money consistently. I know that there's going to be lots of slow days, but, um, you know, that is the potential that if you can really figure out the strategy, then all you have to do is size up. And I know there's traders out there. I mean, I see them on Twitter and you know stuff like that that are taking 30, 40, 50,000 shares on a regular basis and having $30,000 days uh, on a regular basis. So it can, it can be done. It's just whether or not you're in an emotional place to handle that amount of risk. And I'm not really there yet. Even my first trade yesterday, I wasn't really risking much more than uh, maybe $1,000. But uh, you know, we'll see where I'm at in six months. Just keep keep working along, and um, you know, just keep making progress, and, and always keep trying to be a better trader. All right, guys. So uh, now we're going to do uh, just a few short minutes of asking questions. This has been a, a longer than expected um, behind the trades episode, but I'm glad that we really got into this topic because it's something that I have so many traders ask me about on. Uh, really almost a daily basis. All right. So uh, any questions that you guys have uh, from the week or from some of the trades uh, that I've taken here uh, today? So let me back out of the slides. Um, and let's see, I will uh, jump into screen share. So uh, MYOS, obviously, you know, I missed this doing this recap. Uh, it's very rare that I would take a trade at lunchtime. I don't know that I would have taken it today, but you can see the first five-minute candle to make a new high was over 450. That candle popped to 470 and then dropped down to 437. So if you got into a trade, with, let's say 5,000 shares at 450 and it pops up to 470, you know, you're up 20 cents to the thousand bucks. So to go from being up $1,000 to down 750, because you would have had to hold until it dropped back down and then goes up again. Be a little choppy. I, I, it's not something that I would be super excited about. So Andy, I'm 
I'm a momentum trader. I mean, I'm a day trader, and the strategy that I trade is primarily a momentum day trading strategy. So that means I'm looking for stocks that are moving. And uh, the way I find those stocks is by using uh, these high-a-day scanners and uh, then searching the stocks that are on those scanners to see if they have news, if there's a reason they're running. Interestingly, a lot of stocks make really big moves with no news whatsoever. So news is not always... Uh, required if the stock does have high relative volume and is starting to get some really good action. All right, let's see. Um, the starting balance for my uh, Speed Trader account will be exactly what's in SureTrader. I'm going to take that money and I'm going to move it into my Speed Trader account. So I think uh, I'll be starting on Monday with what was it? Forty thousand um, eight hundred and sixty-one dollars plus or minus. You know. Just Commissions and ECN fees sometimes change that a little bit, but right around there is where I'll start on Monday. So uh, it depends what, shirt, what Speed Trader says. If I can fund my account on Monday, then I won't trade in the small account on Monday. Uh, that'll be the Monday, the, the day that I wire the money out, and I will uh, wire out and then wire into Speed Trader and hopefully be able to trade in Speed Trader on Tuesday. So, Sarah, uh, the commission structure at uh, Speed Trader is much lower. It's much better. And uh, that's obviously preferable once you're above the $25,000 minimum. But, you know, until you're above that level, you got to trade at SureTrader, which is why I started the challenge uh, at SureTrader. You know, with $583, you don't have a lot of options of where you could trade. So I started at SureTrader, built up to $25K, which was my first mark. And then I said once I hit 25K, I would move to Speed Trader. Now, I didn't realize I would, you know, blow through 25K all the way up to 36,000, and then there'd be some delay in opening my account. So right now I'm just continued to trade there and um, added an extra $4,800 today. But my commissions today are 250 bucks. So you know those commissions are, um, you know, a pretty a pretty big piece of the profit and something that. I would always have to deal with if I stayed with SureTrader. So the minimum balance, um, I'm not sure if it's 25000 or 30000 but definitely the minimum balance to day trade is 25000 So, um, all right, guys. Well, uh, we started right around uh, 12 noon, and it's just about 1 p.m., so I'm going to... Um, uh, ask if you guys have any other questions, leave comments in Facebook, on YouTube. This is going to go on Facebook, YouTube, and on our podcast. And um, sounds like it's time for me to take the dog for a walk and go get some fresh air. So I'm going to take off, and I will see you guys all uh, first thing on Monday morning. All right, guys, I hope everyone has a great weekend. All right, see you guys soon. Let's be honest. If you made it this far, you must have really enjoyed that video. So what's stopping you? Subscribe right here and get email alerts anytime I upload new content. Until then, happy surfing.